A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, happy Saturday, everybody. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Are you doing all right? Well, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be on your best. Right. (laughs) You've got to be on your best behavior because we are in the studio with Kevin Herman, our Benjamin Moore rep. Kevin swung by for something else, and we decided we were going to take him hostage and pick his brain about a topic that's affecting everybody out there. Right. So, Kevin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you. I don't know how excited we are. It's duty (laughs) to talk to Kevin. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, I'm joking. I'm excited to see Kevin. Right. He's excited to see me. I'm sure. I was excited to see Haley. Were you excited? (laughs) (laughs) He sounds so broken. Wow. Anyway, Kevin, I am excited to talk to you. Don't, Don't feel bad. Don't don't worry about the little tears dripping out of your eyes. I don't think <laughs> so less of sad, you. No. Yeah, no. I, I want to talk about the state of the paint industry, and I guess that's what I exciting was times. Gonna, yeah, yep. I was going to imply that that's maybe not so exciting because there are all kinds of supply chain issues. We have yep. addressed them on the show before yep. and kind of talked about where we're at. And we thought we've got a little bit of time in the show open, and we want to talk to you about where things are at right now. Is it way better now than it was a few weeks ago or months ago? I'm shaking my head. No, (laughs) it is not way better. It's not even a lot better. It's not even a little better. It's uh, it's still much of a challenge to get the products that we want. And so, why is that happening? The the quick answer for the folks out there. Oh, it's uh, the quick answer is uh, the raw materials that we need aren't necessarily available. And that's across the board. That's nationwide. That's worldwide. Yep worldwide. Yeah, it affects just about every industry at this point, and we're not the only paint company out there that's really no. struggling to get the most popular products. It's right. like chips for you know cars and, and various things. There are points at which things just hold up and bottle up. Yeah, and that's where we're at right now, mm-hmm. and getting yeah. worse a little bit? Than- well, on, on, on certain products. I mean, overall, we're getting more paint than we had last year. It doesn't seem like it at times. There's still very high demand. Uh, we're getting a lot more paint than we've had. Um, it's just that there are certain products that are not available. And what are those? What Scuff are the- X would be one, for right. example, is in shorter supply. We still managed to get some, um, but That's it may not. We keep talking about it, and we're yeah. just exactly. driving that demand up because yeah. of the popularity. Sorry about that, Kevin. The immense power well, of well, our thank show. Thank you. Your your marketing efforts are just very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it is a product that we don't have as much as being demanded. Yeah. I mean, it, the demand for that product in particular is just off the charts. And uh, so we get some, but we don't get as much as people want. Right. So generally when it comes in, there's a run on it, and it sells out pretty quickly. Now, is it all ScuffX? Is it one or two main uh, machines? Well, primarily it's the 486, the, is... the satin finish okay. is, the, is the big one and the lighter, the pastel base. But... Uh, so It'll, all of them can have a little bit of a challenge. And make them flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, we have alternatives. So if we can't get Scuffix, then we'll go to Advance. And if we can't get Advance, we can use Cabinet Coat. And if we can't use Cabinet Coat, we can substitute Optima or, or right. something else. There are definitely things to get through. Yeah, and I think that's what we want to point out, too, because as people are starting projects, especially in spring and summer, you know, even if they can't get the product that they're absolutely wanting, you know, ScuffX has got this great reputation now. We have other products that fill very similar needs. 
and well, there's you're, always an option. You're working with a customer who's doing a, a big project and wanted ScuffX, I think, in the satin sheen, right? Yep. You guys bumped it to... Semi-gloss, and honestly, I don't think it's that much shinier than the satin. So it wasn't a huge sacrifice. In one of the areas, we went to an eggshell, and again, I mean, it didn't need to be a satin. It was a wall. It's ScuffX. It's going to hold up great in an eggshell, so it doesn't have to be that satin either. So we've got those options. Kevin mentioned Optima, Advance. Advance is great for trim, cabinets, stuff like that. The other thing, I mean, you could look at products that have been, you know, Regal is, sells as much as we sell you know, the ScuffX. It's, it's a fantastic product line. Benchmore has done a fantastic job of keeping that in stock. It's been pretty reliably available. So if you want something you can start and finish with, the, maybe the product's going to string out for a little while, go with Regal. Or go with Optima. Another yeah. great option. Any tips, anything other than that that you can think of for contractors out there who are listening, who are getting ready to jump into something, or homeowners who've got something going? What's the best best thing they can do? Definite, definitely with contractors, communicate with your stores or your, your sales reps. Let them know what you've got coming up so we can plan for it. It's when you show up and say, I need 100 gallons of yeah. a particular base and finish, it might be a challenge. But if you communicate with us, we can do our, our best to keep you supplied. Well, and it feels like that across the board. I mean, for both homeowners and contractors, the more you can plan ahead, the better we can supply the need. Yep. Kevin, when is this going to end? Uh, I think uh, Tuesday the 24th at 8 a.m. All right, Tuesday. Not then. this month. Okay, next month? Maybe not this year. Oh, okay. So, okay, I see what you're doing there. Kind of yeah. taking a cop out, but I thought you had something. No, right, no idea. Yeah. It is one of those things. We're, we're seeing it across the board in all kinds of different industries, and we're all kind of limping along. At least here, we've got answers. We've got other products we can shift to. Like Kevin said, communicate, talk about it, and we'll help you get where you want to go. We right. just have to might have to take a different route to get you there. All right, Kevin, thanks for hanging with us. I wish the news thanks was brighter. Maybe <laughs> it's still so good. We, we are getting more paint than we got last year, yeah. and that was a record year. So All right. it, 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 in general, it's been very good. All there right. are just some products that are a little bit more of a challenge. All right. See, he spun it positive, yeah, positive. on the end. All right, thanks for being here. All right, thanks. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be in the studio with Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One talking about carpet trends yeah. for 2022. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, we're in the studio with Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One. Nick. Hello. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you. Glad to have you. A couple yeah. weeks ago, we talked about in-home gyms and the right mm. flooring for that. I had a lot of fun. So I decided you could come back. Ooh. Oh, so kind. Big yeah. of me. Yeah. And we had a couple hours that we needed to fill. Yeah. A couple slots on the show. Oh, yeah. nice. Not hours. Not hours. I don't want to. I think you could do it, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think if I gave you two hours... You could run with it. Nick's a pro. Yeah. Anyway, what we want to talk about, you, you're you from Johnson Carpet One. You're yes. a designer there. Yes, I am. And what I asked last time, what you guys carry there, you yes. basically said if it goes on the floor or the walls. We carry it. Yeah. Almost. So, yeah. Almost anything. Yes. And we decided, let's just talk about trends. 
you know, looking ahead, mm-hmm. carpet trends mm-hmm. specifically, because there's so many different things oh, we yeah. could dig into. Yeah. We want to focus on carpet. It's early in the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What are we seeing? What are the big things? Uh, you know, carpet trends we're seeing, well, because we're doing less carpet in a house these days, you know, sure. we're doing more hard surface and carpets usually left for like family rooms, lower level bedrooms and things like that. So, um, bathrooms, is it coming back oh, from the No, bathroom? no, no. <laughs> you remember those days though? I'm sorry I, to go I, on. Unfortunately, I do. And yeah. kitchen carpet. I remember kitchen carpet from being a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, oh. Kitchen yeah. carpet. Oh, yeah. Bathroom carpet. So those are not coming back. No. Good? No. Well, I don't. I'm sure there's customers out there who still want those things, but and you'll sell them if they have. Uh, we will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So not in the bathroom. You've seen a lot of hard surfaces. Yes. Carpets going in family rooms, stuff yes. like that. Yes. Uh, so still the big trend, you know, what we've talked about in the past before is soft carpet. You know, making carpet even softer. Hmm. Uh, we're starting to figure out how to deluster those some of those soft carpets, so they might not have the sheen or the shine that we had a couple years ago. Um, because, was that off-putting? People didn't like that sheen? Some people, yeah. You know, it, because it shows footprints and vacuum marks very easily. Not every customer wants to see footprints and vacuum marks on their carpet. So. I don't want to see footprints, but I do like those vacuum yeah. marks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That lets me know <laughs> yeah. everything's yes. just the way it yes. should be. Yes. So I can still get vacuum marks if yes. I want it. Yes. But nice. maybe not as prominent as some of the ones a couple years ago, because it right. was very sheeny, shiny, almost like 80s carpet sometimes. I don't know if huh? you remember how shiny it sounds. I think it's amazing. a little bit, like yeah. anything that's like a little bit shiny too, it doesn't feel expensive to me. <laughs> 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 it's like cheap. That's what I think of. All right. All right. Well, I don't that's know if fair. that's true or not, but that's my perception of shiny. All right. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Like I want like a natural fiber kind of look almost. Well, I know. And we've, we've talked about wool carpet before and how much Dan loves wool carpet. I He'll never buy it, but it. he does love it. <laughs> I was very, very concerned about if it was going to smell like sheep. <laughs> what? Well, it's directly made from sheep, Haley. It's wool. Hello. Have you ever owned... No wool clothing, a wool sweater, oh, probably. That's wool you're probably like wearing sheep. wool right now. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm a moron. You should know this. <laughs> I just talk for the sake of talking. I don't think about what I'm saying. All right. So, so this less new shiny. carpet is yeah. less shiny, but softer. You're, yes. You say it's so, still continuing the move towards being soft softer. Carpet. Yep. Um, we're starting to see a lot of pattern carpet come back. You know, uh, we're we're coming out with some new looms that have some really cool things we can do with pattern carpets these days things we might not have been able to do a few years ago or make it more affordable where mm-hmm. it was very expensive to do a couple years ago okay about- i, I, I want to know right. more yes. about this pattern carpet yeah. business yeah, is it is it like a texture that i feel like old berbers or is it a pattern like like a printed type like a printed pattern? thing like at the arcade from the <laughs> um so it would be more like the printed patterns but in loops so it is more texture it is more tactile it's more level different levels and things like that so right. it's right. not flat like the arcade carpet okay yeah okay. um so and because you're seeing less areas so you might find that in a s- sitting room um maybe you have a living room where you want a wow factor in mm-hmm. it um stair runners or stairs you know they're to show off a little interest in there and things like that what so. about plaid is that one of the patterns that we're seeing right now plaid will never go away and plaid will be a 
perfect carpet for anything, anywhere, for forever. 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 Okay. Yes. That's what I want to hear. Yes. <laughs> I do love my plaids too. So I am very interested in some plaid carpet. Yeah. yeah. But some of these other ones, I would say they're they're more tweedy, almost like a men's suit type tweedy. So they oh. kind of have a masculine feel to them. Yeah. Like but a professor library y- vibe. Yeah. Am yeah. I smart enough and manly enough for that? Or do I need to find something different? <laughs> You have a I'm lot of sure books. your wife's got that you covered for you. Okay, okay. I can pretend. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh-huh. Haley. I guess I did. Pseudo intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I play an extra. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't even pretend at it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, you so. You could be a professor of paint, right? Yes. Yes. Kay. There I, we go. I could go. at least be that. Yeah, that's your new nickname, Professor of Paint. All right, all okay. right, I can live with that. Okay, what else do you have, Nick? What other trends are you seeing that people are really liking right now, or uh, should be? <laughs> or uh, that cut loop combo. You know, we're moving away from doing those plushes. You know, those solid plushes, mm-hmm. and that's been happening for a while. And we're having more and more cut loop carpets come on the market every time they release new carpets. So, and they're good because you know my always thing with carp carpet is carpet doesn't wear out it uglies out right mm-hmm. you get to the point yeah. where you're like Ugh, need new carpet so the more things we can have going on with carpet as far as feel wise texture wise pattern wise color wise all those things help hide things over time I so like the ones that have that cut loop in a textured tactile type pattern with maybe a tweed effect going on in the carpet where it's light and dark or multicolors together cool a lot more of that stuff all right. Now, at one point, not long ago, we were seeing a lot of light flooring. Yes. Is that still the, the case? You just mentioned darker stuff. Yeah. Are we transitioning towards um, that? You know, in, in, in carpet, tends to be not as light as we're seeing in wood and, and, and tile or maybe vinyl. A um, little darker than carpet. Uh, but that grayish, that beigey gray, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, is still popular because, you know, it goes with both our warm and cool palettes. Right. Um, warm and cool paint colors. Uh, it always looks slightly dirty already. So you don't feel like <laughs> when it gets dirtied out, it's not that dirty. Um, it hits every point you can want. So I would the like something carpet. that looks like the children have already <laughs> been on it. Yes. Yes. We've got you covered. Yes. All right. All right. So we've got all of that going on. I'm mm-hmm. curious about, I want to transition. I, I don't know that we, I don't know if I can ask this question. I'm going to find <laughs> out what you think about this. So Haley and I have had some conversations about allergies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And honestly, I have run into two completely what I feel like are opposite opinions yes. on the internet. Where yes. got to get away from carpet because that's going to really help because carpet traps right. all those allergens and holds them. And then I've heard other people to... say the opposite. Yes. That it will filter them out of the air. Where do so, you fall on this? So carpet, like, yes, it takes the allergens and, and dust and everything, puts it in a place where we can get it out. So you put it into a vacuum or when you get your professional cleaning done every 18 to 24 months, it takes it out of the environment and removes it. All right. That is what most allergens will say. Hmm. That is what certification will say on some carpets. Yeah, I guess I would think like... With hardwood floors, I can get yes. all the dust easier because I can see it, right? Yes, you can see it. Now, some people do believe that, yes, because you can see it, you can get it out of the air more. But yeah. when you're technically cleaning, all you're doing is you're it's putting it into the air, putting it back into huh? the air. Yeah. That's what most allergies or allergen companies and things will tell you of when it comes to flooring. All right. Ah. 
Well, see, that's I, counterintuitive. Yeah, you and I talked about this, and I thought, I think, Nick, yes. that's probably where I picked up that info from you. Yes. I think in a previous conversation. So carpet does have value, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, like you mentioned, you're, we're seeing less and less of it getting used. Yes, certain areas really mm-hmm. get highlighted. If we had to talk in the last little bit that we've got, your favorite carpet. I mean, if you were going to put something carpet-wise, <laughs> it's wool, right? I do love my wool carpets. All yes. right. You've got a couple minutes yes. to tell everybody why that's so great. Uh, wool carpets because, I mean, they're original carpets. It's what we've had for over a thousand years worth of when we're doing making carpet or what similar products like it. Uh, I, I like the feel of just a short level loop. Not everybody likes level loops. They want cushy and plushy. Mm-hmm. I'm not that type of person. I like the more firmness of, of wool. Wool's natural. It'll outlive a synthetic carpet, such as our nylons and polyesters. Wool will always last longer than them. Um, and wool's is a natural, because it's a natural product, it actually filters the air and can be more humidity, temperature control in a house. Right. Um, just like our hair reg- helps regulate our body, wool carpet can help regulate a house. Our that hair? is so cool. Yeah. Our hair, I didn't know that. Well, okay. I should let my hair grow longer. <laughs> then it would regulate more, because that's what I would like, more regulation. Yeah. Right? Right. I didn't know that hair did that. <laughs> I didn't Evolution. know that carpet did that, I, I wish okay. I didn't that's say those really, things out loud. Okay. I'm really impressed with wool carpet and its ability well, to do that. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have ever thought of flooring as a way to help energy, I guess. Yes. Huh. Yeah. See, Haley, you learn something new every day, don't you? I really do. So do you. <laughs> I learn something new about every four seconds, and I'll relearn it again yes. later, because it's not yeah. going to stick. It's already gone. All right. All kinds of stuff. Nick yes. at Johnson Carpet One, you've got everything. Yes, sir. Pricing on, I mean, just rough idea. Wool carpet. How does that fall in the tier of things? Uh, you know, we have some wool synthetic blends that are same price point as our nylon carpets or polyester carpets. So, I mean, they're all over the place these days. I mean, you can average price of carpets about $3 a square foot for material. It's okay. not bad. So, so, so these synthetic blends, you're a wool snob, right? Yes. I think we've, yeah. you know, well, yes. we haven't okay. established it okay. until just now. <laughs> I have. How do you feel about those? If I put I, that in my house, are you going to look down on me? No, no, because it allows us to do more with coloring because wool, you can only do so many things sure. with coloring. Um, so it allows us to do more with the color. Awesome. Um, and sometimes the way we can construct the carpet allows us a little bit do more with that. All right. If our listeners have any questions about mm-hmm. any of the things we talked about, yeah. even... Even if you're thinking about putting carpet in your bathroom. Yes. Right? Bringing that back. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? If you have any of those questions, you can reach out to Nick. And how's the best way to get in touch? Uh, We're just downtown Granville, Chicago Drive and Wilson. Just come on in when we're open. All right. What are your hours? Do you know? Most of the week we're open until 530 with Mondays and Thursday open until 7. All right. And then Saturday, 9 to 3. All right. And all of that info will be on the website? Yes. Where's that? Uh, You can look up Johnson Carpet One. Um, or check us out on Facebook. Awesome. Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Now, all right, Haley, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about a design element from the 1840s that I'm going to recommend everybody adds to their home. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so buckle up, get your notepads out, and we'll tell you what you need to do just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. 
And we're back, and Haley, we're going to talk about picture rails. Yes. Picture rails. And and I stumbled into this. This is not something that I even knew really was a thing. Right. You found out about these because you basically shot up your walls. <laughs> I did. I did. It looked like a mafia hit. I bought a bunch of new art. Not even that much. Just a few paintings or pictures. And I was going to hang them up, and I just could not get it right. I could not get it figured out exactly where I should pound the nails. And I ended up, the kids just laughed and laughed because the walls were covered with holes. It's a plaster wall. And so, yeah. and we're going to get to all of that. And, and it would chip out. It's just a mess. And I got them up and it covers all the holes. But when I take them down, it's hilarious. <sighs> Looks like a bank robbery <laughs> happened or something. But anyway, I was digging into, you know, basically talking about picture hanging as a topic because there are certain heights that pictures should be hung at. Right. And certain methods that you can use to measure so that, that I don't do that. <laughs> right. Things that I should have done. And there are all these little gimmicky gadgets out there. Right. Yeah, that will apparently are. help you. And I'm very interested in trying some of those because as gimmicky as they seem, I do believe that there's validity behind the concept. Yeah, it's definitely a problem that people have. So yeah. so anyway, I thought, let's talk about that. And as I was digging into it, I realized, oh, wait a minute, there's this picture rail thing. No and I was holes required. <laughs> all excited. And I told Haley about it and she said, oh, yeah, that's old and you don't like it. A lot. And, and we're going we'll to get to that. We'll have that debate, yeah. Yep, we're going to have that debate, maybe even a throwdown. Yeah, we'll call it a throwdown. I'll yeah. throw down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, I don't know if I'm man enough to handle that. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get to that. But let's start with picture rails and what they are. And let's look at the history of them, because that's always really interesting to me. Right. And apparently, they're extremely common in older homes that were built before World War II. Yeah, the older the house, the more common they are. You're right. usually going to see them... You know, along the top, often they're mistaken for crown molding. You know, they're right along the ceiling edge, but they can also be a little bit further down. They'll like line up with the window trim or casing mm -hmm. and around the door, the header of the door, and all of those things. Right. It is interesting what you mentioned that people will sometimes confuse them for crown molding. There's a chance that people listening right now have them in their home and don't even know, don't realize it. They right. just think it's a, you know, crown molding that looks a little different than typical crown molding. Yeah, because sometimes it really does look like crown molding. It just will have like an extra little gap mm -hmm. and the hooks can fit into that little space. But really, that's the only tip off that it's even there. Right. Now, you referenced the hooks. We didn't explain that. A lot of people probably figured it out. But the way these work is they've got a little lip on them, mm -hmm. this picture rail, whatever, wherever it's configured, it's got a little lip on it. And that's meant to receive and hold these picture hanging hooks. Right. And so you would hook that. Normally you've got string that hangs down. Yeah, people use chain, wire, whatever it is. And it can hang down quite far, right? I mean, because you can right. have that up near the ceiling and hang the picture Wherever in the middle of want. the wall, right. you know, two or three foot down from that. So you've got these wires or whatever supporting the picture. So that's what a picture rail is. As we said, they're common in older homes. And the trend really started in the 1840s with the Victorians. Right. Yes, that makes sense. Oh yeah, they wanted to be fancy. Even <laughs> even the people who were middle class. Right. They all wanted picture rails. Wanted to feel fancy. Yeah. And one of the big reasons is that most of the walls back then, you know, in fact, until drywall became a common building material mm -hmm. in the 50s, late 40s, 50s, most walls until that point were constructed of plaster and lath. And if you've ever worked on that, it's 
It's not it's fun. Not terribly fun to pound nails into. That's no. what I ran into in my house. Well, it'll just like crumble, or you'll get the thing where you're hammering it in and it's going well, but then all of a sudden it just goes all the way through. All the way through, or I would run into my old house, I would hit the lath board, you know, mm-hmm. the little boards there, and it would just spring back at yes. me. <laughs> spring back, spring back. Not a fun exactly. process. So, anyway, and the main reason they did it is because they didn't want to crumble. And destroy the plaster walls. Yeah. Know, that was their Which main makes thing. Sense. Right. So they would put up these picture rails and then they could hang pictures without damaging the wall at all. So really common in, you know, the 1840s and the 1920s or so, 1920s or 30s, the whole look became more streamlined mm-hmm. and the picture rail was mounted, like Haley mentioned, just about a half an inch or so from the ceiling. And that's the one that we sometimes confuse with uh, crown molding. Right. Because it doesn't stand out as much. Right. Old brass hooks no longer fit it, so they came up with hooks with a a rolled profile that worked a little better instead. That was the 20s and 30s. After the 20s, the standards slowly started to shift from doing these picture rails into just hanging the pictures on the wall like we generally do now. Right. They didn't want to see that hardware anymore. They wanted that, you know, floating picture look, I think, just to simplify the space. So you really don't see them, you know, by the 1940s, they've kind of been phased out. Yeah, they're no longer cool. If you've got them, you're passe, you're just not on trend, and everybody's using these invisible picture hooks and all of those things, and that's where we're at now. So, picture rails. Picture rails. I'm so excited. Did you hear my little voice crack? Of course you did. And if you didn't, now you know it did. Yeah, just, well, I, I wish 40, we could rewind. But... 49 years old, and my voice still cracks like I'm, what, 12? I don't even know when puberty hit. Well, you should be studying, For normal Dan. people. <laughs> Maybe my growth spurt's just around the corner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, picture rails. What do you think, Haley? Is it time to bring them back? See, I stumbled onto this and I was really excited. I ran into a blog post where somebody was talking about a room that they redid for mm-hmm. their kids. And it was just, you know, they had a nice room. They liked it. Great color on the walls. Everything was great. But it just felt, you know, cookie cutter, I think sure. they described yeah. it as. Just yeah. plain. And the lady came up with this idea of using picture rails. And she just went on and on about how it changed the look of the room completely, really classed it up. I love the idea because I've got all this art right. that I'm starting to collect. You've inspired me to collect these things, and I'm finding things I like. And I really like the idea of being able to more flexibly hang them. And, you know, right now I'm pounding nails in the walls and I feel really bad every time I move something because I've got more and more and more things to patch. Soon I won't have walls. (laughs) I'll just have holes. So I love the idea of doing this. You don't like the picture rails, though, and you've got your reasons. It's not that I don't like them. I don't like the wire showing. I don't like the hardware that it requires. So you don't like like the hooks themselves and you don't like the wire that hangs down. Right. Okay. Exactly. I would like that stuff to be invisible. I'm a person that hangs pictures up with nails just because I don't want to see the hardware at all. I think it can be a little bit distracting. However... I really like the picture rail itself. <laughs> oh, so you could install a picture rail and then just hang the pictures on the wall. Yeah, I think I would do that. Now, that seems really strange. Uh, it's ridiculous, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, I because get it. Because it adds a lot of character to the space, and I really think that that has a lot of value because they do have this ability to add kind of that next level of design and intention to the space. Mm-hmm. But... 
Yeah, I can't get over the hardware. Okay, so I don't mind the hardware at all. I kind of like it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I would probably mess around with what wire I use to hang these things yeah. from. I am definitely going to do this, which means who knows if I will. I make a lot of claims, and then life happens. <laughs> I firmly intend to do this in my living room, my formal living room. And that's just a fancy way of saying it's the other living room. It's the other, right? Room, yes. Whenever I say that, I think, oh, I don't really know <laughs> what's formal about it. The one that we don't really it. hang out. In. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I'm going to do this. I don't mind the wires and all of that. You mentioned that you don't like how the pictures tend to hang forward off the wall; they're not flush anymore. Yeah. So everybody they can out there, tilt a little bit. Right. And, Understand uh, that before you get all jumped into this idea. You're going to have the pictures tilt forward. Now, right. in galleries and stuff, I was reading that was a desired effect. Because it actually would make the picture visible. If it were hung higher, sure. it puts it more in, a, in a, a, a straight-on viewing pattern. You can view it better that way. Yeah, potentially there's less glare with lights and yeah. things like that, too. You don't like that look. I don't mind that look. So it is something to consider. There's a lot of different things to think about before you jump in. Well, and I think there's a lot of value, too, I mean, in the fact that you're not creating all of these holes in the walls. I mean, it really just depends on the space. I think if it's a rental, that's an awesome idea. I mean, there's right. so many landlords that say you're not allowed to put holes in the walls. My brother has an apartment. He refuses to hang art up because he's terrified that he's going to get in trouble for putting a hole in the wall. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So do you think he could just put railings up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, for but landlords. I think the landlords should do that. Yes. I think that's a good idea. I think it's great if you've got plaster walls like I do. Yes. Absolutely. You know, drywall is a little easier to pound into, but the, the plaster, I've really struggled. So I'm thinking this will be great for that. Right. I'll have a lot of flexibility. I can change these things out, move them around, yeah. change heights, all kinds of stuff. I'll need a ladder, probably. <laughs> but that's really interesting. I love the idea of using this in a commercial setting. I think we've seen tons of it in coffee shops and yeah, things like I that. Yeah, I see it a lot in coffee shops, and that's usually where I'm noticing the hardware that I don't like. But I really think that it makes sense for those spaces. If it's a place that's changing out the art quite often, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it doesn't make sense to be patching holes every single time. Right. I like that. And I also like it if you've got wallpaper and you don't want to pop all kinds of holes in that to hang pictures. This would be a great way to, you know, especially if it's already there. I think I will be forced to use picture rails in the dining room. Yeah. See? Look, helps you there, and it provides an entirely new design element to work with in the space. And in the last little bit that we've got, why don't you just spin through some of the different things that you could do with it, or at least colors you could put on it. Well, yeah, exactly, because it, one, it doesn't have to match the trim color. I mean, you could have a contrasting color for the picture rail. You could also you know, paint both the trim and the picture rail a more unique color. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a historic aspect. It wasn't uncommon to have trim that was actual colors and not just white or a neutral. So that's something to consider. You also have the option to, you know, if you're floating the picture rail further down the wall. You know, a couple feet down from the ceiling. Yeah, carrying that ceiling color and trim color all the way down. And it kind of creates like a cap on the room then. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Wallpaper underneath it, wallpaper above it, all kinds of different things you could do. Well, and I think this also is really on trend. You know, we talked about last week with the 2022 trends and 
the big idea is making cozy spaces and adding more traditional details into homes and separating spaces a little bit more. And I think this is right in line with that idea, you know, adding more detail, more is more now instead of less is more. So, yeah, yeah. no, I like that. And if it came to paint, choosing a paint for this, because it's going to have a lot of action going on, you know, potentially these metal hooks hanging on it. Scuff X would be a great choice from Benjamin Moore that would resist and hold up. I like that a lot. Advanced from Benjamin Moore, that's another good option. Yeah, that brushes out really nicely. Or you could check out Replicate's Optima. Right. There's all kinds of different things. We don't want to go through too many of those products because that will just leave everybody lost in the weeds trying to remember names. The best thing, if this is a project that sounds good to you, just stop out at any Repcolite or Port City Paints, talk about what you're doing. We'll make the recommendations for you. Now, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's time to answer... One of the many questions that we received last week for our Bluetooth speaker giveaway contest. Yes. And I suppose we'll, we'll give away the, the speaker. <laughs> That's right. That's all just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, it's time to give away a radio. We have talked about it for a week now. Right, we're giving away a JBL Flip 5 Bluetooth radio. Yeah, and it's no cheapo either. It's no, this a, is it's nice. Just over 100 bucks. Haley approved. You've got one at home. You love it? Love it. It's love Jordan it. approved too. He's the one that picked it out. All right. And your husband is in audio and visual, visual and so all of that. So he he's knows. He's got good taste. It's a good radio. And we asked for questions all week long and we got a lot of great questions. That's always the hard part when we do something like this. We get tons of good questions and you want to give everybody a radio. But that would mean we wouldn't have jobs right. down the road. So. so we couldn't do that. We had to pick one. <laughs> Picked a random one. And we're going to answer the question on air right now. And yeah, we'll contact the winner after the show and get your address. And we'll get that radio shipped right to you. But to cut to the chase, the winning question comes from Rachel Jenshesky. And I sure do wish I could say it better than that. Haley is just oh, recoiling it. <laughs> How do you say it? You I'm say so it. I'm so sorry, Rachel. You, you say it. I didn't try to say it funny. Janshesky. What did I say? Janshesky. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Yeah. We're going to go to the tape later, but for now it's going to roll. <laughs> no offense was meant. It's just my incompetence. We'll make up for it with the radio yeah, that will arrive. You get but a radio. Rachel sent a great question, and it's this When would you use a satin finish paint versus an eggshell finish? They seem so similar to me, and I never know which one to choose for a project. And it's something that, honestly, we get that question all the time. Yes. People struggle with that all the time, and a lot of the time, they don't want to ask the question because kind of we feel we should know sometimes as customers. Mm -hmm. And so we just make a choice based on what we think might be right. And then we have finish regret. Yes, we look at our walls and they're, they're too shiny, they're too flat. And we realize we didn't know exactly. So it is a really good question. And to answer it, we're going to kind of walk through not just the two finishes that Rachel is talking about, but basically hit all of them and, you know, the pros and cons, where you'd use them, exactly. all of that. So let's start with a flat finish. Yeah, that's going to be the lowest sheen possible. And typically we're reserving flats for a ceiling. Um, really, you don't want a bunch of glare from the ceiling, especially if it's in a living space or a bedroom. And it's not going to be cleanable 
to a certain extent. And so if you're really big <laughs> into washing and scrubbing your ceilings, you're not going to want a flat up there. No. But if you prefer to just put paint up there and leave it be exactly until you do it again, flat is great. Like Haley said, it's not shiny at all, so it doesn't show imperfections or roller marks nearly as quickly as right. anything else Which will. Which is why it's great for ceilings. But yeah, not so much for walls. Right. So that's a flat finish, a matte finish. The next step up, right, you gain a little a bit of washability. Up. You wouldn't want to put probably a mat on a ceiling. No. I think the deader you can get on a ceiling, the better. The like deader ceiling, you can get? Ceiling flats are a dead flat. Mm-hmm. Like they're flatter than flat. So... Yeah, matte, not going to be good for the ceiling, but for walls in the living room or bedroom or dining room, anywhere where the walls don't have to be taking a lot of, you know, general abuse, they're not getting hands all over them, scuffed up on a regular basis. But a matte finish is washable to some extent. Yes. It's definitely a step up from a flat. Right. And certain mats... Uh, we have Hallmark Matte is a really nice washable mat. Optima Matte is a really washable mat. Scuff X Matte. I mean, there's a number of really washable mats out there that you can get. And the really nice thing about a matte finish, Haley, you and I were having a conversation. I don't even remember when. They all bleed together. <laughs> but there was one where you talked about how a matte finish really allows the color to show up and yeah, really stand we out. I think it was last week on the show, right? My dining room again, because I used a matte finish in there and it's a darker color. I also used the Aura Bath and Spa in my bathroom, which is a matte finish. And I realized how much I like matte because you're essentially just looking at the color at that point. I think I've started noticing now that when I'm looking at a wall that's painted with an eggshell or satin, I end up looking at the surface of the wall, the sheen on the wall, and not the color. My eyes just kind of soak right into a matte finish, and it's like I'm being absorbed into the color. Yeah, so if you're looking to really let your color shine... Ha ha ha. That would be a matte finish. <laughs> and again, you really don't want to put that in a space where you've got to do a lot of scrubbing on the walls. Right. But it's really great for living rooms and all the different spaces that Haley mentioned. So now let's move up to an eggshell, because now we're starting to get into Rachel's actual question. Yes. And an eggshell is a step up, generally speaking, from a matte, mm-hmm. a little shinier. And as we go up in shine or sheen, we're going to pick up washability. Right. But we're also going to gain... Uh, basically, it's going to show more wall imperfections as we get shinier yeah, as well. it's going to reflect more of that imperfection on the wall, and so those become more obvious. But an eggshell is still relatively low sheen. Yes. And it's the most popular sheen, I think, overall. Right. We see that in living rooms. I'm Basically... Anywhere. 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 We'll, we'll work with an eggshell finish. And yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. So let's bump up to a satin sheen. Where would you see that? Generally, I'd say it's going to be cabinets and trim for the most part. Yeah, every once in a while, people will still paint their kitchen walls with a satin, especially if they're cooking a lot and they're concerned about, you know, grease buildup on the wall behind the stove or something like that. But yeah, going to show more imperfection, but it is more washable than an eggshell. Right. And then a semi-gloss, it just gets more washable, more shiny, and on and on and on. I want to go back to the satin sheen. One of the things that has been an old school thing, mm-hmm. you know, and really is in, in our heads, even now as we do a bathroom, we've got the idea that we need to put a satin sheen on the bathroom walls. Right. Because of the moisture issues and things like that. And while it will work well in a bathroom, we do have, you mentioned, Haley, Aura Bath and Spa, back when we were talking about a matte finish. And that's kind of an unusual product, and we should quick highlight that a minute. Yeah, because it's, you know, you're getting 
the best durability for a bathroom in a matte sheen. It's been specifically designed to resist that moisture in that situation. So, I mean, even though you're getting a much lower sheen, you're not compromising on that washability at all. Right. That's Aura Bath and Spa. Now, all right, Rachel, I hope that answers your question. We did email you the answer and yeah, we'll go back and forth until we've got you happy. We're going to get you that radio. You just need to email us your address. And again, we'll reach out and get all of that figured out. Thanks so much to everybody out there who asked questions. We'll continue to answer them you know, in the next upcoming weeks or so. Yeah, it's been so fun to see all of those questions. Exactly. But right now, that's it. That's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today makes your paints a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City Paint Stores are all open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.